Uh-huh. Oh yeah, by the way, I need to salute Liverpool. Salute us? Yeah, but not for you lot. Why are you salute? <laughs> you didn't have to say that. Not for you two. What? Okay. For your, bro- for your brother Rich. Why'd you? Oh, oh okay. For the, no, the post? Nah. Uh, we, was talk- we were talking in it. And he goes, just say congratulations. <laughs> Actually, let me tell you how the conversation went. <laughs> Randomly, Rich wanted to dive in and say, yo, you still ain't said Frank, congratulations. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> no hello. No how are you. Man said, yo, where's my congratulations? <laughs> oh, man. Like, Bro, my see. Bristol group chat, I texted him. I was like, yo, no one's going to congratulate me. Honestly, do you want to be honest with you? Eh. Honestly, you. <laughs> so, so, eh. so Rich goes here. So Rich wants to win. Oh yeah. Um, so Rich went, oh, where's fuck. my congrats, bro? It's been nearly a week. And then I go, I hate all of you. <laughs> I said, blame your brothers. I congratulate them. And they told me, shut my bitch ass up. <laughs> and then Rich goes, I won't, I promise, let's go. I go, blame your bros, blame your two brothers. I don't even hate Liverpool. But you see your two brothers, I resent everything. I resent them and everything about your team. And then he goes, and then I said, how about I salute um, Liverpool on the pod? And he goes, I need your congratulations. The actual word, you can do it. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 32 of the Rams Like Dimes podcast with your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Salutations. And myself, Yemi. It's another week. How we doing, guys? Good, man. 32, bro. 32. That's crazy, man. Oh, episode 32. 32. 32. Is it your birthday? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of... Are you also looking at you like, Relax. Then I thought it's about... They're about the league titles Liverpool have won. I'm like, nah, I can't be that. <laughs> hey, your... see, see, see. This, that's not like that, that's even this fitful. See, no, because you don't want barely titles. So I don't even mean it this fitfully. All right, cool. Your first Premier League title, but you've won barely titles. See, there's no need for that. Cool, sorry, st- state of facts. Well, thank you for letting um, us know that we uh, um, won the league because we did win the league last after legit, 30 to... years. So shout oh, out to us right, for doing fam. that. Congratulations to everyone but two people. No, <laughs> congratulations to everyone but three people. So salute to Rich, to Ozzy, to all the Liverpool fans I know, apart from you two bastards <laughs> and Firmino. You three, I don't want no good in this world when it comes to football. What why? did Firmino do? If it was up to me, you don't get relegated because of you two. Why? And I didn't have beef because you know why. Let me tell the people why. Good. So on the podcast, I forgot what game it was where you lot clinched well, the Chelsea against Man City. Yeah. yeah. So then I think Chelsea scored. And I quote, I said, congratulations. Yemi goes... Shut your bitch ass up. Peter goes, keep your congratulations to yourself. <laughs> what team? Where is the respect? I said, congr- I didn't even say nothing. What? I just said, yo, you man, you play the best football I've seen in maybe five, six years. Congratulations. Nah, see, nah, man. Don't congratulate my team, innit? When you were chatting bare shit. I didn't, but that wasn't me. Arsenal fans were. It was you. What did I say? Bro, you just had a lot I of like, things saying. I want you to win the league. I want you to win the league. I didn't it's want you not to win the, win the league. It's, no. about, it's about time you lot did win the league. Your tone was... Very dismissive. But and it was about time you lot won the league. That's what we told don't you. Don't tell us. That, no, but it's, it's, it's about time. Yeah, but don't, don't say that. Stop saying that. But it's, a, it's about time Arsenal win the Champions League because I ain't never seen it. It was about time you lot But won I would never communicate you. that to you. You would. You, you're the I would never say it's about time you won the Champions League. Peter is the same guy who on a random evening just messaged Arsenal shit one day. Just randomly. <laughs> no context. He was in his bag. He just popped up saying, yo, you lot below Sheffield United, you disgust me. All that nonsense. He was in his bag. Like it wasn't recently you lot finished below Hull. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did we ever fin- Anyway, we're not doing that. 
Congrats, thank like you for the congrats. Like it wasn't recently you lot had bloody Morientes fam. I mean, that was like 15 years ago, so relax. Hey man, it feels like yesterday. No, it don't. I've heard when you lot shit. Yeah, I bet you do. No, not even because I don't like Liverpool, just you lot were humble. Well, guess what? That's why God prevented you lot from being a good team. Well, guess what? You're Arsenal was shit and Arsenal still ain't humble. So that's why we don't like you. No, way, I'm humble. Yeah, you are, yeah. but a lot of people are. But this shows me, like, we all know God is the most wise. And this shows me why you lot were a shit team. Because we're bad people. Because Peter is a horrendous human being when he comes to and he did not want to give this man any gratification. Well, anyway, we're the champions, and we're gonna you, we're gonna soak this in because it hasn't happened in thirty years. It hasn't happened in mine and Peter's lifetime, so Real. we're gonna enjoy it. And it will happen again next season. Well, we'll see. Unless man, let's see, hope so. Let's hope man so. See by the whole world. Anyway, guys, how's your week's been? My week's been amazing because of football. <laughs> I bet. We finally won three away games and you can't talk to me. <laughs> We're back, baby. See, this is why we don't like you, man. <laughs> I'm chatting shit, honestly. We're back, fam. Premier We're back after winning three games. Hey, man. Should have won anyway. Because last man. time I saw us be a top six team away from home was Man City 2015. Boy. That is pathetic. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I know you didn't, but I'm giving you my but opinion. Santi was playing that game. That's how long it was. But yeah, no, I've had a great week, man. Just kind of adjusting to life back to normal, innit? Uh, just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Not going out because I don't want to risk it, but other than that. Yes, we are recording on the 5th of July and the day after bars and restaurants and pubs open. Super Saturday. It just looked crazy, man. Apparently. It looked horrendous. Yeah, yeah Soho looked mad. It looked horrendous. Soho, absolutely mad. It looked like an incubator for COVID. But, and that's know. why I'm staying in my yard until September, October. You know what, what I am I rushing out for? But you know what the hypocrisy is, though? Soho was... Did you guys see the picture of Soho? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see what they do at block parties? The police? Yeah. So oh, that's a good point. Why weren't they there for Soho, guys? Mm. I'll leave that with Ooh. you. I'll leave that with you. The suspense. No, you know I'll why though? Why? Because if you're trying to police I'm not around, trying to, I'm not what, trying to... But they did they, 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 they evacuate them and Soho was infested with a bag of people. Yeah, I know, but you gotta remember the block parties were happening during a time where we're still technically on lockdown. They stopped the block party Friday night. Yeah, but I'm sure they're gonna stop one tomorrow if it happens. We know why they stopped it. I know, I know, I know, but that's what they'll probably excuse they'll tell that's you. That's the anyway. yeah, yeah. But it was more because because at least the, the the whites are in Soho, like the bars are open, all that shit. And it looked, as disgusting as it looked, it looked fairly civilised, so I don't know. The blood parties were civilised. No one real violence. True. Until the police came. Mm. My thing is, they just wanted to stop that. The other man wanted to stop the brother. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that in. Um, but there you go, guys. That's my little that's tidbit for the day. I feel you. <laughs> Pete, how was your week? Yeah, it's been cool, man. Just um, just working, bro. I ain't been there much. Just just here, man. Took my locks out. Do we say do racks? Ooh. Yeah, man. <laughs> know what I'm saying just um, adjusting my locks a little bit. But um, that's probably like the most exciting thing that's happened. Other than <laughs> Liverpool winning the league. Hey, man, we got um, that. But apart from that, yeah, man. Just, you know, keeping my head down, bro. Just just here. Working yourself. You? How's your week been, man? Have you still got the Invisalign line then? Yeah. Do you today? Is it sounding sound better? Sounding better. Thank do you have you. it on today? Sound yeah, I got it on. Rah, you don't sound like that girl from 3LW. Broken promises, promises. That was brilliant. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, bro, we got fired. Yo, you sounded like no <laughs> legit. Fire. I remember. We got this fire. guy, do you know how tempting it was? Broken promises, promises. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb as a dumb. I saw something recently where Bow Wow tweeted about that. And I think he actually Swear. spelled it, yeah. <laughs> he spelled promises, promises. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're not sounding like her today, though. So salute to you, fam. Hey, man, we're trying, man. We're trying, bro. Trying, man. Yeah, yeah man. man. How's your week been? It's been alright. It's been pretty normal, to be honest. I ain't done much. Mm. Um, journalism has been piling up 
Um, you got a lot of deadlines. A lot, a lot of commissions have been have been happening. Oh, so which, which is good. Oh, um, commission for who? A lot of people, man. Telegraph, Vice. Uh, oh, upcoming. Vice and Telegraph are out. Guardian that came out last week. Um, I've got one for Crack Magazine as well. That's coming soon. You've been going super saying this week. Bro. Yeah, it's been a it's been a mad one. It's been a mad one. But yeah, uh, yeah it's been a cool week. It's been a cool week for Godless. Always happy to kick it with my bros. Yeah, for hey, another man. episode. Hey, yeah. When are you man gonna start going out again? Never. Uh, <laughs> nah, there's yeah. nothing out there for me except for infections until 2021. So, um, no, nah, I think once the dust settles, maybe around like August, September, if we're not, if the second wave hasn't come yet and we're not knocked down already, then maybe, yeah, like two, two bar visits, maybe a couple pub crawls, but other than like in July, yeah, no, nah, I'm staying home. We yeah. definitely wrote August off. Um, I might go yeah. out in August, I'll be honest with you. Mm. I'll be honest with you, just like, just because I miss the feeling of us not going out. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Told you that I'm going go mad. <laughs> For real. I got that ah, oh, even sounded bad, fam. That ah, oh, roll, fam. Yeah, man. It's guessing all. We won't be missing much when we're out anyway, cause, and I know as soon as we start going out again, it'd just be the same as before. Yeah. So it's whatever. Same. The novelty will yeah, run I'm, out. I'm real not quick. rushing to it, man. Like, I think having the opportunity, as bad as like you know the whole COVID thing has been, like being the opportunity to be at home and just like chill, be still. And like Ooh. plot plan and just like figure stuff out within myself has been it's been good, man. A lot, man. I, I think I've needed it because we would have never had this this time to do this man. ever in life. You know what I'm saying we have so, three minutes to sit at home and that's it. You feel me? Um, so I'm not entirely mad at it. That's why I can extend it beyond like the next few months. You might honest. get lucky and they might do that. Boy, I saw a tweet that said nationwide people are in pubs right now using beer as mouthwash. <laughs> this country's love for and that touched me. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen this country's love. It's crazy, alcohol. but anyway. In, in their fairness, though, they've been on lockdown for like how many what months? What does that now? mean? You can still buy alcohol, though. Yeah, but I it's think the, the, same. the fear of being able to go out, be is merry, it legit that congregate? Deep? Like, honestly, can, is it that deep to need to go out to drink alcohol? Not for us, but there are people. No, it's the familiarity, it's the contact, it's the attention, it's all that, man. It's the whole package. It's not There's just good weather as well. You might just want to be in the sun, soak it up whilst drinking. I mean, I'll take your guy's word for it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. Like having like a nice like glass of red wine in the sun, it's a different feel to being cooped up in your yard, isn't it? You saying just a different feel? It's just a different feel, bro. Do you need a whole twirly whirly? With like you know a silk shirt with the chest hairs and that. In the park. With the suns out, isn't it? Do you do the whole twirly and you smell it as well? Yeah, definitely. Or do you just sip it? No, I definitely twirl the glass. What about you, Yemi? (laughs) I don't know that. I don't know the rules and regulations when it comes to alcohol. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. This guy said he twirls with his shirt out. You don't twirl the glass. No, I tore the glass, but... Do you legit both talk? Do you I legit- think where it got me was the, the, the shirt. Oh, I was just chatting shit. Casanova, innit? Yeah. You might not hear twirling glass. Huh? You legit- I do as a joke. No, I do as a joke, man. Okay, cool. Yeah. Can you just jug red wine or no? Nah. I don't jug anything. I'm a Can lightweight, you get the bottle bro? and just sip it? Nah. If you jug it, then you I've ruin seen, the experience. I'm civilized, bro. Wine is to be enjoyed... Gradually. Gradually. Oh, so you can't In stages. Just, so you can't just get the bottle out. Like we had I mean, a lot to can. drink on Friday and like I was finished. I was really drunk, bro. Like I had to like, I didn't sleep straight away because my head was spinning. I had to drink like bare water. You were drunk on Friday? Yeah, we went to Richard's house and we just drank. That's it? Yeah. But I didn't realize how drunk I was. You don't drink though. Exactly. <laughs> like Yemi can, Yemi. Yemi, can yeah. Yemi's yeah. liver is like. Yemi, Yemi, yeah. Yemi. It's water to him at this he's, point. He's, yeah, man. Not quite. It's alcohol, it's, alcohol has changed to you, bro. I've only ever seen you bad maybe once. Yeah, same. Once. Hey man, shout out to all the drinkers. Shout out to everybody else was out Super Saturday and will continue to be out. Um, just be safe, innit? 
and be safe. I'd also like to send a big shout out to uh, a guy who's been catching many L's this week. Oh boy. Um, he's he's goes, he goes by the name of uh, Livingston Willis, aka oh, DJ fuck. Academics. Livingston. His name's Livingston Willis. His name is Woodingston. I don't know about Willis. Livingston. Ellis. Like Ken his, Livingston. His first name is Livingston. You fat piece. He's Jamaican, so, you know. He's that fat donut, bro. I hate that Listen, guy. And shout out to Freddie Gibbs as well, because <laughs> he has not let loose on what that What did he boy, make? Man. Did you see the freestyle? Oh, the hip-hop African-Americans. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm going to touch his teeth or something like that. <laughs> Listen, man, this guy made a whole brand out of fucking putting Axe Head on the Hamburglar. He's selling the <laughs> so shirts. He's, he's doing bits, man. So shout out to Gibbs and shout out to Ack. I, I love Freddie Gibbs. It's not enough for me. <laughs> it's not enough for you. It's not enough for me. What do you mean? I need a physical attack. On academics? I need physical violence. I mean, he never leaves his basement. So. That's fine. I just need... He, he, he goes thing, don't he, sometimes? He's suspended. When he goes back to his job. Because that's the thing. Even on... Uh, what's that struggle show called? Everyday, Everyday struggle. struggle. I fuck with Wayno. Heavy. It's that fat you that annoys me, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't... Everything about that guy I don't like. <laughs> he represents everything. everything that people hate about the new gen. Brav. He's a... Brav. It's the way... How dare you call Gibbs a, a little nigga? How dare you? It's easy for someone like him to talk the way he talks. That's what my point is. Because he's on the internet. Though, yeah, but we need violence. <laughs> I'm with you. Because, <laughs> bruv, sometimes you need to get stomped out, bro. Him, that white boy, sometimes you need to get... What white boy? Adam. Oh, Adam 22. I, I, plus, I think he's a little bit of a... He's, a, he's 50 year old that chills with like 18 year olds, bro. He's a bit weird in these streets, number one. He's a big man that chills with all these SoundCloud rappers. Two... He acts like his voice holds more weight than it does, but we're going to get into that later <laughs> with the topic of the show, so I'm not going to get into it too much now. But I feel like, I feel like people forgot what hip-hop really is about. And I'm not saying it's about hip violence, but that was a part to play in it. You no, knew this it wasn't. Was a, no, you knew this was a real culture. Like, you knew this was real. Mm. Like, you know, there's certain things you've got to live by and whatever you say, you've got to stand by it. Yeah, but we're far, so far removed from that. That's my point, though, and it's annoying. Yeah, we need to... We need, we need to, to bring that back, bro. We yeah. need to bring back, yo, you stand on what you say. Basically, you just want to go back to a time where people are getting stomped out. Yeah. We, we need a Suge Knight. We need, bro, we need sometimes hang someone by the balcony. Free Suge Knight. I don't know if we should go too far. No. Free Suge Knight. Free Suge Knight. Actually, no, he actually committed murder. We can't free him. But what he stood I mean, for, hey, I liked what he stood for in a business sense. Bro, you need And to like, he represented like a time where black artists were getting ripped off and he was there to kind of make sure that wasn't happening. Who did by any about? means necessary. I like that part. He ripped off Dr. Dre. Okay. That's I don't think he did. He fucked them over in some way. Did he? Yes. That's the reason why they left. Okay. They were getting fucked over. I don't think I you... Think. I'm just talking them. No, it wasn't even that. It was more so to do with the culture of the label. There was a lot of gang banging, gangsters, and Dre didn't want to be around it. That's I'm, why he left. Because he was kind of... He wasn't really... But my point is, who did Shogun that whole thing hang off the balcony? Vanilla Ice. Ice. We need that kind of violence to come back. <laughs> just because... Like, you know, who did 50... You remember... I don't know if you know about P.O.M.E. You know when 50 Cent stopped that slow box? In, mm. on the summertime stage yeah because Slowbox took a picture with 50's kid yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. history behind that but you see the way he got stopped that and the 50 carried on performing yeah. I need that to come back <laughs> shooting depending on if you die or not it needs to come back <laughs> it needs to return I feel you I'll be so, bro, you might think I promise you I, I generally need sometimes people to there's no way academics or Adam or whoever a 6 9 the way they're trolling as well, like, mm. imagine a 6'9", 20 years ago. No, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have lived. Bro, imagine yeah. him yeah. guy in Chicago talking shit, guy in Philly talking shit, mm. before he got arrested, I'm talking about. Mm. Going, wherever he's going talking shit, you think he's surviving? Mm -hmm. Taking a piss, not even the way he was talking about Prince. 
Jay Prince, and he was just mocking it. Listen, man, I don't know what changed. Bruh, the internet. Yeah, but I don't know if that's enough. Hip hop, hip hop evolved and developed, and I don't like it. Different type of artists were being developed, and different types of people were also coming into the art form. And I blame the changed, internet, man. I blame the internet. That was yeah, yeah. Social media a lot probably. Of people, yeah. Social media changed. Social a lot. media changed a lot, yeah. bro. You know, if you troll, you're gonna get. You could create an image online and didn't yeah, necessarily bro. have to be that way in real life. Whereas yeah, back in the day, yeah. you gotta live by what you say. Yeah. Uh, academics is not talking like this 10, 20 years ago. Someone's gonna see you. He wouldn't, yeah, true. Someone is gonna see you. You're gonna interview someone and someone's gonna put it on you. Mm. Like someone put it on him in the everyday struggle. I forgot who it was. A, few, One, a couple people do. Yeah. I think Jeezy said something to him. Yeah, someone on everyday I feel like struggle. Nipsey was like, might have said something. Yeah, Nipsey was like, we need to ignore him. Nipsey said straight, yo, this guy, need, we mm. don't need to, this guy needs to come off the culture. He's always been useless to the culture, though. I, I've never seen but his values, but, but then what annoys me is a complex who... Who's complex run by? Do you know yet? Uh, Verizon, which is like a big um Cool. This is why we're going to get company. to it later as well. You need to look at the people that support people like academics and if they've got the best... And 6 9 But they don't. And 6 9 But they don't. They're just about clout. That's my point. And then we give value to these magazines and people as someone that holds weight in our culture. And when you look at and who's behind it, which I feel we're going to talk about later, we need to look at who we give voices to in hip-hop. It's hard though, because academics built his platform from the ground up. So you can't really stop that. Because he, he did it himself. Complex doesn't need to support him. They don't, but don't they're looking for clout. Whole... They're looking for attention. Yeah, that's they're, my point. So they don't, care about the they don't care about the culture. They're uh... not here for the culture. The fact that you hired an academics is enough for me to say you don't care about the culture. Or you hire an Adam 22, or you hire a 6 9 or you do something with 6 9 There's certain things that you do that if you co-sign that... I never really looked at Complex as servants of the culture. I neither do I, but I feel like some people, some young ones look at Complex like, yo, that's a hip-hop. I don't even think anyone looks at Complex like that anymore. Not anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. But this shit going, okay, before, this shit going once on upon there. A time, I right, once upon a time, yeah. Yeah. it just looks crazy to me, bro. Mm. This guy is some. Like everyday struggle was just like I haven't watched since bro. Joe Budden left. Neither have I, but I like yeah, Wayno. Like I fuck with Wayno as a person. Yeah, yeah. like he just he's, he's a stand up guy. Whenever yeah. I've heard him speak, he speaks good. Oh, Wayno, Wayno, shout out, yeah, Wayno. I like Wayno too. And I think he found Dave East as well, from what I remember. Yeah, so he's, like, he's, he's managed some of my. Yeah, so it's not like he doesn't have an eye for talent. Wayno seems like a stand up man. It's like you. He's looking. He's looking mad because. You're debating with academics. Yeah, but he always argues with academics, to be fair. Yeah. So he always kind of saves his face. 100 No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, don't even give that your time, man. Don't even give that your energy. It's his job, man. Bruv, I yeah. hate that guy, man. It's his job. Sometimes you need to bring back shooting, just not death. <laughs> that's my well, slogan. Just a bit of punishment. That's my slogan. So they learn so a lesson, it? Catch one in the arm, yeah? I'm putting it on the shirt. Or one on the leg? I'm putting it on the shirt. Put that on the shirt? Bring back shooting, but not death. You will sell none of that. I mean, Actually, you might, you might. You, come on now. You can't tell me people don't want academics to get a little shot in his leg or 6 9 to get one in his shoulder. True. Just for people to know it's real. You think academics, if, if, if Gibbs really runs off on academics, he's still going to be talking shit? No, of course not. Exactly. But he does the, he chats shit because he knows people won't get him. That's yeah, the that's, that's what's jarring, bro. Like, mm. all of these, man, a lot of people are too much on this social media stuff. People need to know, like, yo, you could really get caught. Depending so on you want a bit more, like, I want violence. Hood and streets. Yeah, bro. And I think that that, that no. reflects in the music I listen to as well, Ferrin. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, clearly. Yeah. But, yeah, man, bring back violence a little bit. Feel you. Bring back just a little bit. Listen, man. Academic serves a purpose. It might not necessarily be the right reasons for why he's in the game, but he does offer a platform for the new generation, um, of rappers anyway. 
And even if he is numbers driven, even if he is status driven, even if he does have stupid opinions about the rap game and especially in relation to people like Freddie Gibbs and rappers, rappers as well. Like, that's not his audience. True. Pete, did you see what he said though about Gibbs? Uh, Yeah, I heard about it. For those that don't know, Freddie Gibbs basically said that he's more relevant than Young Jeezy, than Jeezy. Musically. Musically. And Act basically said, no, you're not. And then they got into an argument and then it has mutated over the last week. And now Gibbs is selling shirts with <laughs> Academic's head on the hamburger. So it's all mad. Hey, man, salute to Gibbs. Salute to hip-hop. Just bring back <laughs> the realness. So yeah, just bring back the realness. Free the, you sound like English Frank. Free the realness. <laughs> Free the realness. What happened to English Frank? Who cares? Don't you remember what happened in the video when he took the piss out of two Nigerians and then from there he got blacklisted? No, I didn't. I didn't he was know. like, um, he was in a show. He was in a live show. And he was like, Look at these black security cars. Stop moving black. Oh, he said that? Yeah, and he said, and he said something like, he even said, stop moving black or something like Babo Tunde. He said something wild racist. Mm. And then Skepta tweeted, fuck English Frank. Jeremy tweeted, fuck English Frank. And from that day, he never made another song. You know, that's a great segue into this topic, man. You beat me to it. That's a great segue into the first topic <laughs> of today. So what- <laughs> That actually was a beautiful segue. Beautiful segue into the first topic. So, um... <laughs> It's such a great segue. I'm kind of taken aback <laughs> by it. But um, yeah, man. So we want to basically explore the, uh, how do I word this? It's basically, we want to explore the kind of space that white artists can occupy in rap. And if there is essentially a certain way that they have to operate within the culture and whether it's fair for us to put that obligation on them. So obviously white people rapping is nothing new. Some would say some of the best rappers of all time are white. <coughs> and obviously there has been a lot of, it's been a bumpy road from cultural appropriation to straight up racism to, you know, vanilla ice getting dangled over a building. So <laughs> they've been through a lot. <laughs> fair to say. When you put it like that. <laughs> they've been through a lot. They've it's been through a lot. It's only right. It, <laughs> it's only See, right. I didn't want to say all that, but fair enough. Um, so yeah, I guess- through, They haven't been through, I'm trying to <laughs> So yeah, man, I guess what we want to do is kind of just explore- like the responsibilities and of of white artists and white rappers in the game, and you know whether they can fully operate within our culture. <sighs> this is gonna be a good one. This is tough, man. Like it's such a tough, weighty topic, just because like music is art, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, obviously we know historically what has happened to black music from like you know the corporate side of things to the actual art form, but essentially a lot of people do just come into it just because of how they feel about the art form and being passionate about it and you know maybe growing up on it and feeling like you know what I could do this and then developing their own skills honing it and somewhat becoming decent artists so it's hard to like use a brush to kind of paint all white artists alike because there are some that are genuine in it they are genuine like Mac Miller perfect example he was genuinely a fan of rap music developed his skills became decent himself um and always credited his his influences so for someone like that i guess i would say that's the right way to do it but then what's the wrong way to do it vanilla ice go on he lied about being from the hood um you know to try and get street uh, street credibility and the people who were consuming his music were not the people that he was trying to appeal to 
they were white people. Okay. And, you know, Ice Ice Baby was like a massive, a massive single um, in the kind of, I suppose you can call it pop rap world, but mm. he basically tried to lie about his credentials. Um, and once people found out, his credibility was shot. So that is definitely not a good way to operate in rap, especially if you're not from, if you're not thorough like that, then why lie about it sort of yeah. thing? The good thing about Mike Miller was he was from, he was Jewish, he came from a nice family. He never, he never hid the fact that he was you from. You knew what he was. We knew what he was and, you know, people liked him and people loved him for that, that he was real. But I suppose where Vanilla Ice went wrong is thinking that he needed to appeal or feeling like he needed to blacken up his life mm. to appeal to black people, mm. which in, inevitably he didn't end up doing anyway because mm. I don't know many black people who are listening to that. Is that blackface from about the blackface? Yeah, definitely blackface from about the blackface. Uh, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Um, so yeah, there's definitely right and wrong. I think I agree with you. I think people, white people especially, who come into the game, especially as rappers, have studied the, studied the shit. Mm. And they are disciples. They are very like dedicated to the culture and for some like the only thing missing is the fact that it's their, it's their, it's their skin mm. you know what i'm saying mm. and it's you kind of gotta give those people special dispensation because you know that they're about it and stuff like that but we now live in a time where we have people like iggy azalea who had her, her cultural appropriation we have people like fucking cray sean fucking <laughs> little, logic little little debbie logic I mean, logic is logic kind of so logic is a white man, but logic is kind of in the middle. I mean, yeah, okay, I, feel, I see what you mean because yeah, he does like, he does try to like yeah, he lets lean you know, on yeah. every other bar of logic is I'm half black. Mm. Yeah, like absolutely. literally, he will tell you every other bar. Yeah, hey, don't forget, but yeah. that's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's after, it can be a bit overbearing. Yeah, for them, I don't know how it is for a mixed race person, but I guess for someone like logic, he overcompensates. I feel like in his music, I think it's because he doesn't look it as well. He looks like a white man. Yeah, but so if, maybe he feels like he has to. But you don't need to. Not in every other. Yeah. Let it be known then. Like you mm. know, we know. Cool. Leave it at that. I think that speaks to something bigger with him. Um, insecurity. He, probably yeah. Mm. But his insecurity or whatever that is bleeds into the music to where he has to keep telling you that he's black, mm. and that's just not the way to go about it. I think it's very very tough for them because they got they got to jump through so many so many holes and. You know, there is a clear distinction between those that really care and then those who are in it just for, you know... A quick buck. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the people that I just mentioned. They might fuck with the culture, but, you know, you can kind of tell with certain people that they're not they're not really about the culture. I think it's... Do you know what's mad, though, bro? It's, and like, to a degree, it is unfair, but, bro, a lot of our artists have had to do the exact same shit historically, man, like... No, he's not a rapper, but Nat King Cole, for example, when this guy would have, when he would perform on TV, this guy would have to like put makeup on so he looked lighter. So if that's not jumping through a hoop just to get your music heard, I don't know what the fuck is. So asking for, for asking, so asking like a white rapper to come into the game and respect the origins of our music, it's the um, pay your dues and don't overstep your mark. I don't think is that crazy. I We're not telling him to put makeup on and make himself look any different than he already does. I think that's the least you can do. I don't think that's even the arcs. Mm. I think that's just, that's a given. If you come into the culture and you don't know what you're coming into and you don't know, you're not respecting what came before you and you're not knowing that you're, you're a guest. At the same time though, a lot of black people be co-signing these white rappers. T.I. co-signed Iggy. Because um, a lot of black people are after the money as well. Yeah, but I think he co-signed her before the cultural appropriation thing. So 
True. The cosign isn't the issue. It's what comes after that. I think when, once she received that, she then felt like she could do anything she wanted. And that's where it became offensive and disrespectful. But I feel like there are a lot of them do that once they get comfortable. Like who? I feel like Iggy done it once she got comfortable. I feel mm. like... I don't think so because she always... The, the main thing with Iggy was her voice, isn't it? She sounded like a black girl from Georgia. She's, she's from, from Australia, right? Yeah, she's she from she, Australia. Yeah. And she always sounded that way with before and after the cosign. So I think with her, it was always... It was bound to happen anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. When did you even get your voice? But I, exactly. But I feel, but, but well, she said that she spent a lot of time in Atlanta and she that she just developed the rapping style that way because that's the people she was around. Stop it. Um, listen, I'm not going to... I can't say to someone that your experiences aren't true. So she might have had that experience, but it doesn't look good because <laughs> it's not true. I'm not going to say all that. We don't know if it's not true. <laughs> we don't know if it's not true. But I also think nowadays, especially from like Iggy Azalea's time to now, we live in an era where, you know, anyone can just come through and it and, it, and it's okay. You don't have to be. Um, and we mentioned it in the, um, what was the episode? The episode, episode 29, where we were talking about, we got into that argument about little Zan and all that stuff. Like people just come into the era they don't have to pay homage. They don't have to pay respect. And that's where we fucked up. Who's we? If we had gatekeepers, I'll say the gatekeepers, but we don't, unfortunately. I feel like if you're not black and you're coming into hip hop, you've got to respect what you're coming into. I don't think there's even a question about that. Mm. If you come into hip hop and you're not, you're talking a certain way about people that came before you and you're... That's, that, this, this is a perfect example of why I'm very skeptical about when white people come into our culture and I've always been like that. Mm. Nine times out of ten, I don't listen to them. Is that because of historically what yeah. has happened? Yeah, and I feel like once artists. they get comfortable, you even just forget them, even the way they talk. Like take a Post Malone, for example. Post Malone came and went White Iverson, then he made a few other songs. And then as soon as he got big, Post Malone, there was, Post Malone was asked, oh, so who do you listen to? And he goes, oh, when I want to feel something, I don't listen to no black artists, essentially. He just named everyone that he listens to. But Did he, he say that verbatim? Yeah, he, he started naming uh, like 10 different rock stars. Mm. And it's like... Well, that speaks to an issue of some artists, white or otherwise, using rap as a launching pad for their career. Because I don't listen to Post Malone and I never will, but I don't look at him. I never heard a, a rap song. Even White Averson wasn't rap. It was singing. And since then, he's only done that kind of vibe. So people I looked at White Averson as... Not hip hop, but I mean, it had a hip hop yeah, beat. It had a hip hop beat. It was something. Just because it's a hip hop beat, don't make it hip hop. No, I'm not saying it was hip hop, but it was definitely influenced from hip hop and from our culture. But then he, but then even if it was, he got rid of that real quick. But it, got, I, it was enough to get him on. Yeah, hundred percent. But again, it speaks to the time that we're in. Anyone can get on now. Um, all you need is a fire beat and maybe like a hook that is addictive, and you're pretty much set. Yeah, fair enough. I, just Probably, me personally, I'm very skeptical when it comes to. None, but I think black people, I think know. the white people that respect rap outweigh the ones that might not well, that kind of use. What it. do you kind of respecting? So rap? I look at someone like Eminem. He clearly respects the culture. Mac Miller clearly respects the culture. Eminem's got history using the word nigger. Cool. Do we overlook that? No, we don't overlook that. But that doesn't negate. That's his... an important conversation. Yeah, man. that's my point though. But so I don't like, know. Just but... whatever you've done after that, you still said nigger. In a derogatory manner, if I remember correctly. But that speaks to how we view racism, though. It's, can somebody that was once racist, I'm not saying Eminem was racist, but can someone that was once racist or use a racist slur, can they maybe years later not be seen as that? If they maybe... Does it make them money? 
park that. Just on a can you though? On a moral level though. If you met someone today that was racist, right? Yeah. And then like maybe like five years later you encountered them and they're a completely different person. Did they benefit of not being racist anymore? Um I can't answer that. Do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. If they benefit from not being racist anymore, I'm always gonna side at it. Like, mm. are you is it you now or yeah. is it yeah. it it works for Eminem not to be racist? It works for Eminem not to like I don't oh, I'm sorry for saying nigga. It works for him. That I makes sense. I don't think that's fair on Eminem, man. Like, he, you gotta remember, like, this guy's from Detroit. All he knew was being around black people. Proof is who put him on. Like, he clearly, Redman's his favorite rapper. That's clearly, not an excuse, he, bro. Huh? That's not an excuse. What do you mean it's not an excuse? For saying nigga? Yeah. I don't even know what the context was, but I'm pretty sure it was something like um, he was angered. I think it was, he was, he, was an, an ex yeah, yeah, he was pissed off and he said it. Yeah, he was pissed off at, and then I think it was the I don't know if he called her a nigga. I think he called her a black bitch or something. No, he definitely said nigga. Because I remember they leaked audio, I think, unless I'm completely wrong, okay. but I remember Benzino leaked him saying nigga. Okay. If he said black bitch, cool. Yeah. No, that's that's not cool. No, I'm not saying cool. I'm just saying even no, if he not. said that cool, like it's not any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even if he said black bitch cool, then it's, it's yeah. mad. Yeah. I feel you, but... I don't know if that one incident negates everything that he's done in hip hop since. I don't think that that negates the fact that he's clearly influenced by the culture. That that incident should have prevented him doing what he done. That's my point. Different time though. I get it, but that's my point. I'm just saying that incident should have been. Do you get what I'm saying? A stop like. Yeah. Should it shouldn't have been so easy for him. I guess by that point. Like, when he did say it, he wasn't Eminem though. He was he was still, I think it was around the inf when he released Infinite. He wasn't with Dr. Dre. I, no, Nobody I, was on him. So if he was Marshall Mabbers LP Eminem and he did that, it would have been a different I don't backlash. think it's a difference, bro. No, I'm not saying it's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. but the backlash would have come tenfold. Because it happened way before, I think a lot of people didn't bother paying attention to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And because of where he was at when he did become big he probably was in a completely different space. So there was no reason to pay attention to it. Someone like us, we're always going to like use that to help mold the overall arching view. But that's essentially why like, you know, nobody really penalized him for that because it was so long. And that's the problem I've got though. Mm. That's my problem. Yeah. He said it and it was cool. Then what? Nothing happened. That's my point. Yeah. Why was he still, whether we like it or why is he still allowed in the culture? That should have been... Whatever he said, black bitch, or he said nigga, that should have been like cool. It's I think it's because he apologized. Frank, for example, I think same thing. Yeah, I think, he, I think he obviously apologized. And I think I can only assume that people thought that it was sincere. He obviously thought it was a lap. They obviously talked it as a lapse in judgment. And they look at him and they think, that's not a racist. That's someone who. Just is, to put in context, you know I mean? a Macron war. People laughed at Macron war because he was overcompensating, right? People used to laugh at Macron war because he was overcompensating. He was like, I think it was like Kedrick should have won a Grammy, but the way but, he used to move. But bro, even was, that's a bit like, no, I don't, I don't want that. No, though. but it's my point though. So I'm like, so we're not happy with the overcompensator, but we're letting this guy slide when he said something mad. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think there's a- I you, think can't, there's, you can't cancel for someone for overcompensating and let this guy if slide. I'm gonna you be, need the same energy for both. If I'm going to be, yes. But if I'm going to be brutally honest, I think it might have something to do with the fact that Eminem is is nice. That's that's on the mic. That's what it comes down to. I, I think I think that's it. I think it's because he's nice on the mic. And Michael Moore, it was a time where he was he was very squeaky clean. He was doing same love. He was doing all that stuff, all that quirky stuff that like hip hop yeah, hasn't yeah. really seen. And obviously, Good Kid came out, and people attached so much to that. So when it didn't win anything, they hated on it. Yeah, it you know what I'm saying? Fun, yeah. So I think it definitely has a lot to do with other extenuating circumstances. But I I I. 
I feel you. I just don't, yeah, it, it probably has to do with the fact that he was, he was nice. And I also still think that people felt that he was genuine about the culture. Apology. Oh, okay. He's genuine about the apology and he really loved the culture and he was, you know, about it. There's no one correct way of, I mean, other than like paying homage and paying respect of, for like white artists to really operate in hip hop, really. I think, I don't know what it is. I'm always skeptical of... Uh, of course we know what it but is. But like just, yeah, I feel you. But I, I know exactly what it is, bro. Like historically, white artists have come into black music, black genres of music and ripped off a lot of black artists. So 100%. It, there's no way we're not going to be skeptical about certain people. I think as the times have gone on, I think black audiences have become a lot more lenient. But that's the underlying. No, that's the, that's what it is. That's the thing. That's why we're so skeptical about. And we let them in too easily. Huh? And we let them in too easily. Um. See. See. With that. See. I feel you. But it's tough. It, it's tough. And it's it comes back to what I said as we started this topic in it. Like, is it fair for us to someone like a Macklemore? If we were, if we were, if we did become so strict. Someone like a Macklemore wouldn't have even been allowed into to grow as an artist. And okay. <laughs> never be fucking. No, never fucking. Like, okay. But what I'm trying... So I feel you. Yeah. Okay, then what? So There's it, no Macklemore. No, Mac Miller. Okay. No Bronson. This is not even me being... Fu- oh, cool. oh, remove him. This is it. This is it. You just don't like white No, if he said no Eminem, I'd be like, eh, but then Eminem's racist, so he could fuck off. Or he's done. A, he's had a racial incident. Mm. I'm not going to erase that. It's not the fact that they're their impact is gone. It's the fact that you close that door. I we shouldn't, we shouldn't close. I don't, I'm, not I'm very wary of us closing the door to white artists. I'm not saying close the door. I'm just saying close it a little bit more. Yeah, but who's there to judge? That's my point. We need people to be like, it's difficult. Bro. You can't know. One of Stevie Wonder's best albums. Yeah. He had like um, two white musicians that were very instrumental in his sound. When he started using, I think the Moog, which is a synthesizing um, programming kit. When he started using that, the people, the, the two artists, and I can't remember their names, it's escaping me right now, but the two artists that he was working with to help him program those things um, were very crucial. And I think it might've been around the album, it might've been around Inner Visions time, which was like during what is known as his classic period. But what I'm saying is that like, white artists can serve a purpose though. So I feel what Yemi's saying where like, it's kind of like, it's a bit unfair to shut the door entirely on them. You feel me? I get what you're saying, where we do have to be strict about who we allow into the art form, but, but it's the, tough, isn't it? But what's the criteria for being, uh, other than being black, um, what's the criteria for being a rapper or being in the platform, being a let in? That's another thing we got to consider. That's another thing. I'm, I'm not, by the way. Because really, it's just only the fact that we're black, that you're black. That's okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough to you, <laughs> but we might be dismissing people who are nice. And talented, uh, and talented and can and can add to the culture. Give, besides Eminem, give me another one. That was nice. I'm not talking about average. Action Bronson is nice. Okay. It's, the impact isn't there as much, but okay. he's a nice MC. Okay, enough one. The Beastie Boys, their impact is there. Uh, it's there to see. You know. Okay, yeah. I'm um, with Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac Miller was nice. I'll give you that. Cool. Mac Miller was nice. And then if you go underground, LP. Um, I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying like yo, I don't want. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't want him in hip hop. I'm just saying, whether they believe it or not, because I feel like white people don't believe it. They've got an easier ride in hip hop than f- we do. They 100% do. And it's jarring. Even look at fuck, even look at UK, for example. 
Look at a Tim Westwood and a Charlie Sloth. They're both put on an image. That's neither one of them. Tim Westwood has put on a Tim Westwood has put on a complete blackface without a blackface. The way he talks, the way he acts, the way he walks, the clothes he wears. And he's walked away scot-free. Tim Westwood has serially been doing madnesses behind the scenes. Been getting away with it. I've seen Tim Westwood outside my, my colleges when I was growing up, bruv. He's got... And you can't... Nasty. And you can't tell me this is not because he's... If Tim Westwood was black, Tim Westwood's not in the business anymore. No, I think maybe his impact wouldn't have been as much. But I also think with Westwood and Slough, it's the white approval, man. That's literally all it the is. The white approval, especially in that world, is means more. And it's annoying because it... Yeah, but it opens up so many more doors. You know what I mean? Because white people run the world. Yeah, right. So Tim Westwood get... has put on a lot of people, but it's just that you, that's not you. You come from a privileged background with... I think he's from... He's not even from London. He's from some next area. He's from like Birmingham or something. Yeah, like some next ends where all you're around is white people. And it's like, it's, it's, even his voice is American. Mm. That's how wild he's taking. We're talking about Edgy Azalea <laughs> putting out Atlanta yeah. accent when she's rapping. At least she speaks Australian, or like Australian accent. This guy fully talks like he's an American. True. Charlie Sloth is nowhere from where he, the way he talks. Yeah, man. And all these men are just bust case calmly. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it might be a different debate when it comes to like people who are kind of on that platform to where they let people on other people on their platform. If we're going to talk about someone like an H, for instance, it's a lot easier for him. Yeah, bro. But H got a million he can followers. also rap. H got a million followers quicker than I think half of the UK. Rappers. But he can also rap. He don't rap about much, but he can rap. Mm. He's average. An average white rapper goes further than a nice black rapper. Is that why you you are? That's my that's my yeah, main issue. Yeah. An average. A below average, because H is below average. A below average white rapper. But bro, what makes you think that would change about white people? Because I want to hear their voice. Yeah, but at the same time, even if a nice black rapper oh, is still nice, no, they, might not, they still might not get the opportunities. That, I'm not talking about the opportunities, though. I'm just upset that they've got the opportunities over these men. Mm. It's not my anger isn't that these men are not put on. My anger is these men are put on before yeah. these nice yeah. guys. You're just angry at the idea of white rappers, basically. No, because I, I listen to Eminem. No, I'm saying like you're you don't like the idea of white rappers because of what it means and what it, that, how it impedes yeah, because yeah, an average white rapper will easily be elevated than Iggy Azalea. Look at Iggy Azalea Rhapsody. Pause. Yeah, hold that point. I need you to remember what you just said. No, no, talk about it now. Talk about it now. No, no, no. Finish that. But that's important what you, you just no, said. No, you can talk about You sure? Yeah, yeah, please. No, I'm just saying like look at Iggy Azalea for example compared to a Rhapsody. Iggy Azalea was dead. <laughs> And there were loads of black niggas there. Yeah, bruv. Like, and it's annoying because it's like... Trina's right there. Bro, like, H is at, below average. H is... And there's another... And look, this is a perfect example. Pete, I don't know if you know this. Remember that that white youth that freestyle went viral? Because he spoke, he spoke uh, in, oh, the, uh, in the dialect. I think it was... The one who spoke in time to Roman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was some white UK rapper. And then he started rapping in... Not Nigerian, obviously, but one of the dialects. And he... Oh, him? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he spoke in one of the dialects and it blew. Yeah, and ZZ Mills. Yeah, yeah he was why on did ZZ that blow? Because he was white. That's my point. But it was a white boy speaking Yoruba. Cool. That's, yeah, cool. But, but that's but, niche though. Yeah, I get it. But yeah. he wasn't nice, but people made it out mm. like he was the best freestyle since mm-hmm. Mob Deep. <laughs> no, generally, people were fascinated with this guy freestyling because mm. he'd done, what, 10 seconds in Nigerian dialect. Like, mm. come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand. It's I understand frustrating, what bro. Yeah, and no, I get it. I, I understand. Get it. Yeah, I, I get it. But yeah, you, 
Yeah. What what did you you said something? I said that he doesn't necessarily agree with the idea of white rappers because it impedes on the opportunities given to black rappers. Yeah. That's that and that's the Eminem conversation is 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 to do with that too. And that's why I find it very dangerous to call someone like Eminem the greatest rapper of all time. And it comes back to what you just said about what it represents. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's not to take away from M's skill set, but the idea that, you know, there weren't great rappers before M, there weren't rappers that have been better than M since M, he's the one that's come in and been the greatest. It's just, it's this image of, you know, the white great hope that has come in and saved the genre, has brought in, sold all these millions of records, brought in different audiences, um, he's the best rapper that's ever done it. That's mm. a dangerous, that's that's quite dangerous. And I think that's why a lot of people oppose him being the greatest of all time. And it doesn't take away from his skill set, but it's a deep conversation. Bro. Yeah, in that respect, I suppose to some people, it can be a bit disingenuous to suggest that he's the greatest of all, like he's the, the one greatest. He's definitely one of the greatest because that's just what he is, just for the whole package. But sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade sometimes. He is one of the greatest. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but he's- And I agree with you. He is. He's he is. one of the he greatest. You can't take it away from him. You can't take it away from him. So that's why with him, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit different. With him and white rappers who've had historical impact on the game. There's not that many. It's probably like M, Beastie Boys. I suppose if you want to do the Vanilla Ice for that one, Drake. he was famous. Uh, <laughs> Drake. Drake. So Drake. <laughs> Fine. Drake as well. So those, those types of guys, they actually did bits for hip hop. Whereas this, uh, like other rappers, the new generation, not necessarily, especially when there are black people who are doing the same shit as them that are, are better. And there are rappers who are more lyrical, for instance, or mm. more artistic and aren't getting the same opportunities. At the same time though, you can say the same about black rappers who do trap next to rappers who are lyrical. The black trappers are gonna get more shine than the black lyricists. Mm. That's a diff that's an that's, interesting that's, combo that's, as well. That's that's, that's, that's a point. So point. it does depend, and it's a very it's a very difficult subject. But um, when it comes to white rappers, it's just a thing of like, yeah, you just, you 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 have to be respectful. You can't like come in thinking that you know everything. You can't come in arrogant. Um, you can't come in. <laughs> I mean, for some people, yeah. Even just having this conversation now, like there's just been so many factors mm. that I didn't even consider that have just been mentioned. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> with all these factors, like it's kind of impossible <laughs> for white rappers. Bro, it's, it's, it's mad, man, because it falls into like every facet of, of humanity, bro. Like religion, politics, like it's, it, rap is in that too, in a sense of how we view white people that operate within those fields. Do you know what I'm saying? Like with, with religion specifically, yeah. you know, historically, like people in the Bible, people have tried to push them as being white when we know that they're not. It comes back to that. Are you saying Jesus wasn't white? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to things like that, the rap, like the more we push these, somehow some people might feel the more we push these white rappers, the more the face of rap changes and it becomes something that it never was. Yeah. So it's people a, try to make it's a very deep conversation. Right. Because people try to make Eminem the face of rap. Just on social media. Precisely. Unfortunately. Has that happened since though? Because Eminem other than Eminem, there is no when he came out with rap. when he came out with rap god, it came back. There was a resurgence of people trying it to say, crazy, no, bro. he's the yeah. greatest ever. Yo, he wasn't like, saying a lot on that. So. Fuck out my face. I've heard bro. Eminem, <laughs> he was not saying a lot on that. I've heard Eminem the greatest by a, this is gonna sound crazy, but 
every single non-black person I've spoke to about hip hop, and I'm saying every single one, has told me Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. But hasn't he paid his dues? And that's why this topic is, but is unfair. There's it's, a reason why he, to, de- to them, he's the greatest rapper of all time. Because he's white. Yeah. I think that's got a massive That's part literally what it is. Think about everyone that- What, white fans or just general rap White, white fans. In general, Asians as well. When I speak to an Asian at work. Then that's, problem, like, that's problematic. Amir, for example. That's Amir thinks Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time. Who? Amir, you remember Amir oh, yeah, a couple yeah. years ago? But it's, but it's that's unfair. problematic. It's unfair to use M because like he's not, this wider topic, he's not, he doesn't fit into that because he has paid his dues. Yeah. Regardless of, actually it's not I even get, regardless. I know I'm acknowledging he I get used the racial stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? But M's like one of those white rappers that is, has got integrity. He, you know, has paid his dues. So he's not, he's not even the ones that, He's not in that category that we talk about or we should be talking about in this, as far as this topic. But yeah, I feel what Mo is saying though. I feel it too, but yeah, I I just think, like I said about the few white rappers who have been able to properly impact the culture. Like, I don't know if we're going to remember much of these, many of these white rappers that, especially that are coming out now in the future for people that have, you know, have changed the culture. The problem is, is the space that they occupy that they're taken away from black artists, essentially. But at the same time, like I said, I'm wary of closing that door completely because we don't know what they have. Like, we don't know what the next white... What they can contribute. We don't know. We don't know, man. We don't know. And I found out recently that Yellow Wolf um, was quite... It's got some racist tendencies as well. Shock horror. Because that, you know, Royce dissed them. It was to do with that. But Royce never put it out there. But I heard... I think Vlad had a... He spoke to him off, like, recording... And um, yeah, it was, he alluded to that. Well, they've mm. done something racist. Yeah. Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Who's Yellow mm. Wolf signed to? Shady. Cool. I don't think he signed to him anymore. But he was. Yeah. What does that do with anything? But I think that might have been part of the reason why M let him go. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, cool, cool, cool. yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Just saying, isn't it? Racist, racist Eminem's guy. What does that mean? Say Yellow Wolf was signed to Eminem. Listen, if Yellow Wolf is, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, I could, Yellow I, Wolf I, could, is nice. I, could look at Eminem, I could look at Yellow Wolf and not be shocked. Hopefully. Hopefully. When I look at yeah. Yellow, and you tell me Yellow was racist, I'm not gonna be like. He looks lying. like he's got a Confederate flag. Yeah, like, yeah bro. He looks in like his backyard. Yeah, he looks like he would press his cousin if he did. My thing is though, I think I watched a video um, with Justin Hunt where he was talking about Yellow Wolf, and Yellow Wolf kind of renounced the Confederate flag. So it's kind of up in the air, isn't it? He would do though, isn't it? How do you I'm feel about those white rappers that come into the game, profit off our music, and then de- denounce it? They're the reason why I feel how I feel. Because you made you guys mentioned H earlier, and like, yeah, that just sprang to mind. They're the reason why he, I he, he's I like he came up doing Graham, right? Yep. Yeah. And then he said no one listened to Graham. Yep. He said no one no one he said no one his age cares about Graham. That's wild. Even though he came up doing Graham. Um, but I I see what he was saying though. You, what do you see, bro? I see <laughs> tell me, tell us what you see. I see the fact that drill is the sound that everyone likes now. That is the sound. Mm. I see that Afro Swing is a is still quite a juggernaut in the UK. Graham isn't the prime genre anymore, bro. It hasn't been for time. So I don't that's wanna, yeah, I, but I don't want to hear that from him though. Considering that's how you came into the game. Don't, nah. Yeah, okay, okay. Keep your mouth in shut. Light of, in light of that, it's a bit mad. Yeah, don't, nah. But I also think he was speaking true. Miley Cyrus done the same thing when she, she was twerking off. left, right and center. She can fuck off. And then she started denouncing it. She was working with like these hip hop producers, Mike, Will, yeah, and all them. them. And then she I came. Can't even, there's a boatload of artists. They should have never let that happen. Bro, Did she start saying? twerking on a banana fam? What? Miley Cyrus. Well, I don't know about that. With a little chicken ass, bro. But like, there's better artists that do that. Miley Cyrus came a prophet of the culture. 
Christina Aguilera made dirty with I think it was Meth when she came or Red Runner when she came in. Um, there's bear that just come do hip hop for like five minutes. Pink started being as a mm. whatever you want to call it and then disappeared. I started making family portrait. They all a lot of them come here, make money and disappear. And they're the reason why we feel a certain way. Like mm. they a lot of artists come do hip hop for like five minutes and then especially especially when it's during if you look at it, it's also they're being rebellious, which is annoying as well. Mm. Miley Cyrus was when she was going through her little phase, it was her being yeah. Oh, I'm done I, with I'm done with Disney. I remember that. Christina Aguilera, I'm done with Disney. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. always just they're trying to be edgy and oh look, I'm not I'm on the other side or whatever. And it's like, yo, they're using like Michael Mayer should have <sighs> been that, said, yo, fuck yeah, but, what yeah, are you but doing that, here? That's all yeah. good in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. That's all good in hindsight. But if you're Mike Will and Miley Cyrus comes to you, even if you know her as Hannah Montana and she wanted to do something different, you don't know her real intentions. Like and to be honest, he probably saw the, the money signs as well That's all he saw, popping right? in his head. So as much as them coming into the culture and using it is a problem, we allow it, bro. That's our problem though as well. Mike Will allowed it. That's a great segue into the next topic too. Is it? Yeah. All Do right. we need gatekeepers? Oh Me. shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, true. You're right. Um, yeah. Do we need gatekeepers? Well, I mean- In the UK and in the US. Well, what is a gatekeeper, Pete? Um, oof. Oof. I was going to ask you that question but um, for yeah. me it's just someone that I guess it's about quality control isn't it and I think with gatekeeping um, without giving us like, a specific definition when I imagine it it's just shielding the integrity of whatever culture you're in and being mindful of who is allowed in that's how I see gatekeeping I mean, in the most, for me, I feel you, but for me, when I was thinking about this, I think the most basic definition of it was the people who allow certain people or the people who allow people to thrive, essentially. The people who give people the cosigns that they need to thrive. People that, you know, provide the infrastructural support for people to thrive. That's from like radio to labels to, you know, streaming to all of that as well. So like in the most basic definition, that's what I thought of it like the people who essentially are the tastemakers of the scene rather than the gatekeepers in a sense. Mm. I think I should be a gatekeeper. Nope. <laughs> Class way. All you would have is Bloods and Crips and Gangster Rap. Oh, what's wrong with that? Uh, I mean, I fool you, but no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I don't think we've got any. In the UK, we definitely don't have any gatekeepers. I mean, I don't think we've got it does depend on what you want the gatekeeper to do. If you want it to be on a quality control as on a quality control tip, I think you're going to be sort of disappointed. I don't think that's possible though. <laughs> I don't think that's possible though. It's not possible and that's just not, especially if you're on the business side of things, that's just not smart. <laughs> really, <laughs> truly. <laughs> like, that's not a smart thing to do. Like, if you've got, if, if, if H is coming through to you and he's just made taste, make it shake and it's a it's, like, it's, and it's going to do bits. Mm. Are you then going to say, no, nah, get the fuck away from me. You're, yeah, you're but white. gatekeepers ain't even only about just controlling whether white artists come in it's about no, no, trash musicians but, but but i only said i only said h because like yeah. that song isn't that great but it did bits mm. you know what i'm saying so it could have been anybody mm. but yeah man i think from the business side of things the gatekeepers are the people that like put people in positions to be able to to thrive um so someone like and i made a list um is it realistic to have a gatekeeper in today's world absolutely not absolutely not it'll never um, happen it's not because be it's fun. all it's all subjective it's all subjective what what is good music to you 
Might not be good music to me. Might not be good music to you. Definitely won't be good music to Let you. me be a gatekeeper and... There will be no music. No one but Griselda and Rock Marciano are Bro, there making will be no, music. I do not ever want to live in that world. <laughs> there will be no more music. I don't ever want to live in that world. no more music past. I don't ever want to live in that world. I wonder how it will be if all three of us were gatekeepers. It will be sick. It will be, be, be a balance, bro. It will definitely be a balance. No, it wouldn't. It yes, would it would, if man. Soul samples, time. gangster rap, and everything else. Yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's the balance. That's the balance. No, fuck off. <laughs> that is the balance. I need more from you, man. No, no, no. You know what you're going to get from me. I'm not letting no trap artist through. Not one? Nah. I'm trying to figure out I'll let Yemi do that. I'm not doing that. They can go to Yemi's side. So Don't wait, come to my so side. In, 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 this, in, this, in this world. Yeah, my weirdo people are going to Yemi, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Any weirdo person come to me. Anyone Wait. wearing a mask, like his transformers, so, they so, get directly to my get me. God. So, like, we're the United Nations of gatekeepers, right? So yeah. you've got, you've got, you've got your plot of land. You've got your plot of land. I've got my plot of land. Yeah. Clearly, my plot of land is going to be heavy populated. You're damn right, bro. You're going to be China. That's on you, bro. That's you on me. You're going to be China you. in these streets. You're going to be China. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. You're going to be China, bro. No. China. Let someone come to me with a transformers mask. See, better kick you out of the house, bro. China. <laughs> my God. What? Let someone come to me. So, 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 Peter obviously runs the Nation of Soul Quarrier. Mm. You run um, the Nation here. of. We're the, hood over here. I was going to say Bick and Back. Bick and Back, you're down. You right. run the Nation of Bick and Back, and I'm everything. I'm Pangea. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. You're Pangea. That's I'm funny, Pangea. Man. I feel you. But, um, nah, man, I don't want to live in that world, man. I don't want to live in either of your worlds. For as much quote unquote shit that you think there is out there, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you will enjoy. You just got to find it mm. if you're willing to. So, in the UK, anyway, like, while not necessarily gatekeepers, there are people who have positions of, who have positions of authority that are able to comment on the culture in a way that we deem convict with conviction, basically. So people like Austin Darbo, you know, he mm. right, he created um Who We Be, the playlist for Spotify. They did um club night, not club nights. They did like events at Alexandra Palace. Now they did Cardi B's first UK performance. They've had people like Dizzy. Stefflon gigs mm. perform as well. He then went to Apple and he basically spearheaded their agenda playlist, which is essentially the Apple equivalent of who we be. He's now, uh, I think he's like senior vice president or a vice president at Atlantic Records. Mm. So he is someone who, he started off at BBC and then he went from BBC to Spotify to Apple and now to Atlantic. So he's someone who, when he talks, the scene listens, mm. especially when he's giving advice to musicians, young artists, about how to get the publishing right, about how to start out and stuff like that. So for me, he would probably be like one of the prime gatekeepers in the sense of just breading yeah. knowledge and breading ways to conduct yourself. And then you have people like the Boateng twins, Alec and Alex Boateng. Um, so I think it was Alex Boateng. He's like behind Stormzy's team. Yeah. So he's like high up in that. And he's an authority as well. Same thing, same with Alec. Um, and they're kind of on the same wave as Austin Darbo. And then when you go further down away from like the label world, even though you might not necessarily agree with it, but someone like a Charlie Sloth might be seen as a gatekeeper. Nope, nope, I, was nope. gonna, I was thinking nope. that too. He might be seen as a gatekeeper nah. because he's got Fire in the Booth and Fire in the Booth is a platform for uh, a lot can I, of rappers. Can I ask a question? Can, can I get my point? Yeah, <laughs> For a lot of rappers, old and new, to shine. Okay. That's like, I mean, he, he, he allows that. He gives them the platform. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Can the, can the devil hold the gates of heaven? <laughs> yes or no? It's just a, that's, yes the or no. that's the title of this episode. It's, just a, it's a yes or no question. Um, no. Okay, why not? But <laughs> Yo, I love that question. It's the heaven, right? And the devil can't get there. Therefore, a guy who is a guest, how is a guest gonna hold the door for people in the house? But you're but, not. You're not. See, you're but, not. But, but the devil was once in heaven, though. Okay, cool. But let me ask you another. Question. An angel, okay, I've got another question for you. If you want to go there, okay, I've got another Ooh. question for you. You're having a house party. 
can your guests let people in? I mean, you lot did. No, no we're not guests though. We're, we're your boys. That's why I guess someone that you is just at the party from a friend of a friend. I think that's a bad example. No, a friend of a friend. <laughs> a friend of a friend. Can a friend of a friend let I would feel away. I would feel away. Why? Because okay, okay. it's in your yard. my yard, yeah. There we go. It's in your yard. You can't be letting people up in this crib. <laughs> Charlie Sloth has what? But guess what? How is Charlie Sloth letting people in my yard? But guess what? He has. No, but he has though, bro. Like people, yeah, unfortunately, people, people with no notoriety will go and do fire in a booth you got, and yeah, get man. do numbers. I'm not saying he. Ain't. But you also got to think about the people who were kind of bubbling and then went on fire in the booth and blew. I'm well, not, not saying... necessarily blew, but Bugsy Malone comes to the mind. Um, you know what I'm saying? So people like I don't know. Bugsy Malone's the only one that comes to mind. Even when but, Chip and Bugsy were going, or when Chip and Tiny had tension, them, them man were going to Charlie They're giving us moments. It's giving us moments. just profited off two black people beefing. No, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Cynical moments. But hilarious. I feel like but more eyes were on it because they went to Charlie Sloth. Charlie been... Sloth's platform is big whether we like it or not. I'm not disagreeing with you lot. I'm not saying he's not a gatekeeper. I'm not saying he's not. But he shouldn't be. I'm saying he shouldn't be. I, thought, I think... Whether you like Beyond, him or not, though, like he adds to the scene, bro. Unfortunately, I don't think he adds anything anymore since he left BBC. But at the same time, maybe the word gatekeeper when it comes to Charlie Stuff is a bit heavy because while he does give people a platform to, you know, gain more notoriety, gain more attention, that's pretty much what he does. So I don't know if gatekeeper is the right word for him, but he's definitely someone that the culture looks up to anyway. Um, and then if you want to take a black, back to black, you know, you've got people like Jamal Edwards. You've got people at SVTV. You've got um, Posty, GRM Daily. You've got Rashid, Link yeah. Up TV. Those are definitely gatekeepers 100%. from a more local level. Yeah. Jamal has been doing it for well over a decade. That changed yeah. the whole game. That changed the whole yeah, game. 100%. And then that allowed for GRM and Link Up to come in as well. And now Link Up is like prime, and, and GRM are like prime time for like the biggest videos that are going out right now. And Mixtape Madness as well. Oh, shit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those are definitely platforms that can dictate who are the next who the next stars are going to be. So seeing as you added Charlie Sloth, oh boy. you added Tim Westwood. I mean, he had, his, he, he had his freestyle series as well. And he helped with a lot of artists, um, I guess, trying to crack America too. Because he was over there and he was, in, he was introducing. I think that's how Cypher Sounds might have become familiar with SAS, someone like an SAS. Yeah, that makes sense. That, and that's helpful. Whether we like them as people, we don't know. We know about the extracurricular activities, but put that to the side. I can't. They've helped the scene. He bridged the. He bridged a lot of gaps. He's given us classic moments as well. Skepta's freestyle, Chips freestyle, best freestyle ever. Wiley's freestyle, a few of them anyway. Um, Ice Kid. Ice Kid. Like he's given us. He's given us moments. My, I guess my question is: Is giving us moments akin to being a? Gatekeeper. No, does, does that entitle you to, to gatekeeper status? Nah. I honest... You need longevity with that, man. I mean, Westbrook's been doing it for a fucking long time. But is he still doing it? Uh, I don't know what he gets up to, man. <laughs> I mean, I know what he gets up to, but I don't know what I don't he gets think, up to. I don't think people like... No one looks at Tim Westwood, though. Yeah, we don't decade. like look at him and be like, oh, no, 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 okay. No, no, and a decade ago, we used to run to Westwood TV yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. But I don't think you could be a gatekeeper and not be black. That's just my opinion. I feel you. Uh, you can, unfortunately, I'm not saying you can't. I, in my world, mm. if you're a guest in the house, you can't be letting people in. Your world sounds like utopia, bro. Hey, man, what can I say, guys? Take it whichever you want to take. <laughs> Is Wiley a gatekeeper? Yeah. He was. Yeah. He For was. Some, he was. Someone like Wiley, yeah. He was. I think Wiley, unfortunately, let himself down recently, man. How so? Just his Twitter antics. 
I feel like sometimes you can let yourself down and just the way you, the way he went out the Stormzy thing, the way he went out, there was a female rapper he, had, he went out, I forgot who it was. Oh, was, um, Nole. Yeah, the way he's going back and forth with Nole. She smoked him. She ripped these boots. But do you get what I'm saying? I feel like he still is, but Wiley should be held in a much higher regard. And it's Wiley's fault why he isn't. I hear you. But I think with the reason why I said, mentioned Wiley is because obviously he's had a hand in so many different artists, whether that's allowing them to come with him to studio, to feature on their songs, to producing some tracks. Like he's birthed a, a lot. Like the scene is his child. You know mm. what I'm saying? So without him, we don't have the scene in a sense. So in that respect, he kind of is. Um, as the status um, lessened over the years. Well, he's not as... He's not as active in bringing about new talents as such as much as he was before. But he's definitely a, he's definitely a gatekeeper in, in a sense. Well, no matter how erratic he is, I, yeah. I'd still give that to him. Um, I think the prominent um, rappers that become elder statesmen somewhat become gatekeepers just because of how many ears they have um, and the fact that people will listen to him. So if they come out and be like, yo, this, this new kid, yeah, watch out for him. Because I think that was the case with... Um, I feel like Wiley was the one that brought Chip and Ice Kid to um, Westwood when their man did the freestyle. I think, I, think, I, think so. if, I think so. I might need to double check that. But yeah, we, we paid attention to them man on the strength of that. So yeah, I think the more of an elder statesman you become, then yeah, you, you do evolve into that gatekeeper position as well. I what about Julieta Nuga? Because mm. people, she has... An audience, she has ears, people listen to her recommendations. I mean, from my own experience, I haven't really seen her, I don't really pay too much attention to her, but I don't really see her recommending rappers like that, mm. really. I feel uh, like she was quite big on um, Benji Flow and um, Rags Original. I feel like mm. she was like pushing them quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That might I mean, have helped. I, I, it might have helped. Might have, I mean, listen, she's she was she or was she just, on. Or she just a DJ. I mean, she was. She, she's not a DJ. <laughs> no um, when she was on Apple, anyway, because she's not Apple anymore. But when she was at Apple, um, and she was interviewing like all these young talents, of course, that's gonna brush. That's that's gonna do well for the artist because she's such a well-respected person in the scene. So, in a sense, I guess because of her prestige, does she put people onto the next best things? I suppose she did. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fine. I'll give her gatekeeper. Yeah. Tiffany Carver is a gatekeeper. 100%. Is she though? She's 100% a gatekeeper. Because she's, she's got her ears to the streets. Like she always has her ears to the streets. And she brings in like Parsaliu, who is, you know, Parsaliu. Um, yeah, he, he one of his first major looks other than the Frontline song was a freestyle on Tiffany Carver. Same thing with Shabo. She's on point with it. Yeah, same thing with Shabo um, and a few others, really. So I'd say I'd say she, she's a gatekeeper in a sense. Um, she's not as... Like visible yeah. with it, but I think she's working her way up there anyway, um, at least for the new generation. So, so is it, anybody with an audience or a level of influence a gatekeeper? It can't be that, though. It can't be, can yeah, it? Yeah, it can't be. Because we can't that's, just be giving out this title everyone. to everyone. That's everyone. That's everyone. That's everyone. That means Asian gatekeepers. I mean, in an ideal world, how many people would you say should be gatekeepers? Hey, man, to me, it would just be five people. Because, I mean, the rap game is a big game. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's a bit of a deeper conversation as well. It, it falls into like, you know, just even the corporate aspect of it as well. Because a lot of people that work behind the scenes are probably faces we'll never see. They hold way more of the keys to these gates than 
some of the names we just named, mm -hmm. Bar, Austin Darbo. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. So, yeah. And we'll never know who they are. Like, never. Yeah, so, I guess, I guess and what? they probably hold, they, they will definitely hold more power because they're part of a machine. They're yeah. part of an infrastructure. Whereas the people that we've just mentioned are personalities that we know and we see and that recommend people to, to blow and through one way or another, they might end up blowing eventually. Mm. So, what about the US? What, who's the gatekeepers there? Yeah. No one. Academics. Academics is... Listen. The academics. Adam 22. Fuck, <sighs> man. <laughs> Jeez, bro. E-bro? Oh, it just sounds like I'm E-bro. Charlemagne. Yeah. Are you thinking they're man of gatekeepers? I think E-bro more than Charlemagne. No, I think, I think Breakfast Club is just in general. Mm. Mm. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club holds weight, bro. Mm -hmm. Breakfast Club holds weight. If you get an interview on Breakfast Club, it holds weight more than it does on Ebro in the morning. Yeah, facts. Probably because of by Char just, probably because by, of Charlemagne. By default, it's because of Charlemagne. Mm. Just by default. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of the prominent legends are gatekeepers: the Jay Zs, the Nas's. Because there's a rapper called um, Ali Vegas. And um, he was quite prominent on the mixtape scene, I think, in the early 2000s. And he got a lot of stick for people saying he sounded like Nas. Um, and rumour has it, Nas was threatened by him because Nas was seen as the old guy and he was coming in and sounding fresh. And apparently Nas put a stop to that. And he became blackballed and never went anywhere. Damn so God. that's just an example of what can happen What's if you name? are a gatekeeper. Ali Vegas. So I think a lot of the prominent legends are. Is that possible in today's world, though? Was to be blackballed? Yeah, to that. Yeah, 100%. How ironic that he did that to him, but your old Droog, who is white, is thriving. He just. Um, Not thriving. He, he denied Droog's existence because um, he, got, he got asked about it in an interview for MTV. And he was like, what? <laughs> hey, well, you ignore that. <laughs> is that, excuse me? You ignore. You ignore yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Interesting. Um, yeah, America, I don't know. America's. You can't control it, man. I don't mm. think we do, unfortunately, have any gate. I mean, we should do. Like it's deeper said. and darker over there, though. Man. But then, like, yeah. it's like you said, we know, America, you know who's controlling the top to a certain extent. Mm. And you see what they are. So they're clearly going to push with their agenda. Mm. You can, you can mm. love, you can love Dre as much as you want, but I mean, so you can live, you can love Eminem as much as you want, but it's Dre and Jimmy Iovine that are kind of, mm. he's picking what he wants to do. Yeah. He's picking the strings. He's picking the artist he wants to pick. He's picking Yellow Wolf no matter what Yellow Wolf's history is. <laughs> is Joe Budden a gatekeeper? Now? Or pump it up, Joe? Now. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. Why on earth would yeah. pump it up, Joe, hey, be a gatekeeper? He could even gatekeep himself back then, bro. Um, nah, I would say so. I don't know. I, th I think he's got, I think he's building that power. I think because of the audience he has, he can bring someone that's unknown onto his platform and them have like a level of ears and listenership. Yeah. And I think it will be quite a big number of people. Hopefully Jinx works himself way up to that. I like Jinx. Maybe we need Jinx like a criteria for what makes a gatekeeper. I mean, you've kind of already described your criteria. Yeah. But that's quality control and that's just... If it's a quality control thing, then yeah, it's way deeper because there's people behind the scenes then that are pulling the strings of who's coming into the industry, what um, radio stations are playing what, who's getting this, like, you know, press. So it's a bit deeper, but yeah. I think UK might be a little bit more easier to to pinpoint than the, than the US. Well, I mean, criteria is like, 
And there's never going to be a set criteria. There's never going to be a right way to look at these things. But someone who is able to, someone who has influence that is able to essentially uplift others. Like, that's why people like Julie, Tiffany, Wiley, people who have been able to use their words or use their actions to uplift other people. Maybe not even necessarily on a he's next to blow tip, mm-hmm. but more so on a, like, I, f- I fuck with this guy here's a platform mm. and then however they blow from that is whatever. Um, I think that's very, very important and something that needs to be considered. I think for me, that's one of the more tangible definitions of what a gatekeeper is anyway. Mm. What do you think, Mo? Um, but I, we know what Mo thinks. Yeah, we do. Craig New, New Africa. Pardon? So I had a prince had a song called New Africa where everybody just goes back to Africa and everything's black. That would be amazing. Well, who done this? Do it, prince. Then. Yeah. Very underrated artist, but that would be amazing. Why don't you just go back to Africa then? <laughs> I think he's trying. I'm to. saying. I wish I could, but you sound like those white people are like, yo, just get the fuck out nah, of here. Like, go back to your country. Like, you do sound like it. You do sound like it. Don't get me wrong. But that was the point. Tell me, go somewhere you fucked up. Okay. <laughs> That's another conversation that they That's don't want to have. Conversation. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to have that. They don't want to have that conversation. Go back to your country. You fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, you know. <laughs> There's nowhere for us to go, bro. Imagine me. Fucking trash in your yard. I go back to your yard, fam. <laughs> but yeah. Bro, um, there's nowhere for us to go, bro. That's deep. How do I feel personally? Um, nah, man. The gatekeeper, it's a very lonely question. It's unfortunately today's world, it's not possible. Um, we just got to hope that our, our goats, our, the people at the top, make wise decisions with who they bring through. Because like a Jay, whoever he brings through and whoever he co-signs, we are going to check it out. Whoever Kendrick Cole signs, we are going to check it out. And we just got to hope that these will always stay on point. Jay-Z, Jay, the people he's recruited have been, he's done well so far. Yeah. Same with TDE, same with, so you see what I'm saying? We got to hope those guys, the people they co-sign, because you can't, I can them are not going to co-sign whoever they co-sign. We just got to hope the people we hold to a certain extent, to hold a certain criteria, whoever they co-sign and whoever they sign for and whoever they go, yo, this is it, are thorough. Anyway, guys, let's move on to the uh, final topic. A fun one for today. Uh, well, they always are, the last topics. Um, so, yeah, I guess we want to talk about the sensation of being a rap fan and, you know, liking songs that you might not have expected to like and you're too ashamed to tell the homies about. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've all got one of those. Um, so... You got a few. <laughs> See, I'm even surprised you got a few. This was hard for me, though. I don't know if I have many that I'm ashamed to tell you, man, about. No, I've got a couple. I can't lie, man. I can't do really? one I'm looking forward I got, to. I think I've got more artists than I have songs. It's Peter yeah. that I'm looking forward to here, boy. <laughs> I can start if you want. Go, go ahead, ahead bro. Go ahead. Take the uh, wheel. Cool. Wait, hold on. Let me Take just... the wheel. <laughs> bro, this was probably around... I was in secondary school. Oh, he's giving us context. Fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was in secondary school these days. And like, you know, the, the South was starting its reign of dominance. And so... Magoo? Nah, I'm not even Magoo, <laughs> but big up Magoo though. But um, bro, I was a massive fan of Mike Jones, bro. Mike who? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Jones. Yeah, That's a free, free six, Bro, six. the maddest thing is I was such a fan. Like I had my boy burn me Mike Jones CDs. And I, and I would pester him like, bro, where's my Mike Jones CD? Okay, yeah. Um, you know how nasty that sounds? That's, that's disgusting. That's... <laughs> That's and I legit, that's and horrendous. like, you know, he had the single of um, where he gave out his phone number. Yeah, free, free. I, yeah, 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 back in the day, I could recite that number. I can't anymore, though. And even if I did, I would not. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's just ill. Yeah, so I was a massive Mike Jones fan. You lot can tell me nothing about Jones back in the day. And like, one more, when 50 came out, <laughs> bruv, I was convinced that Tony Yeo was the truth. <laughs> Tony Yeo was the truth to me. Absolute truth, bruv. No one can tell me nothing. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was amazing. That's all. Tony, Tony Yeo. Yeah, <laughs> Mike had, Jones and Tony Yeo. You had to from and you had banks, but you chose Yeo. I loved all of them. Yeo was the kill you. He even had Buck to choose from and he chose Yeo. Fam, I loved you know, all of them, innit? I loved all Olivia of them. Olivia was right I there. Yeo, what, didn't Tony Yeo have some basic words like, sighting, sighting, telling Yeo back in this bitch. Oh, what's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was his single. Yeah. Where's that sighting, sighting, Tony Yeo back in this bitch. Ah, Tony Yeo was so whack. I'm trying to remember how it goes. Hold on. Please remember. I want to remember. Oh, my days. Ah, oh, I can't remember, man. Hold on, let me I find that on YouTube. Oh God. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. He, they're on the run. Yeah, 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 the yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, let me find it. He's like, oh, nigga, do you know who, who it is? is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sat inside me, Tony Yeo up in this bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do I know that? Why was there so much emphasis on bitch? He put bare emphasis on that bitch. I didn't even listen to Tony Ayo, but that song stuck in my head. Bro, I listened to every G-Unit member's album. I believe you. Every single one. Hot Rod. Spider Loke, 40 Glock. You listen to 40, 40 oh, the Bro, game. So, you remember the game beat him up? Fam, I, yeah, I was a 50 fan, didn't That's it? So. Punched him in the bushes. Hey, the game was a bully. Yeah, for real. Yeah, man. yo. Yeah, Tony, yeah, you're bad, you know? <laughs> Yes, yes. I said, I'm listen to it on the way home. <laughs> and he did that dance, didn't he? Yeah, what is that? I know, send me that. I told you he was a bad boy. Bro, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one that like I was ashamed to say that I liked, man. That was incredibly nasty, bro. Yeah, I know, man. Like incredibly so. But we move, Mohammed. Nah, yeah, but you go next. <laughs> to be honest, I <sighs> I've got two songs rather than artists. Yeah, mine are kind of basic. To be honest, like Ice Ice Baby. Sidra, I love that song, man. Like you like Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby is fire, man. I still like it. Um, but from the dance moves, Ew. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> To his, to his, to his fit, nasty. You know what I mean? To his hairstyle, his fit. You know like what I'm saying? Fit. To the drop top in the video, like everything's cool, man. To the extreme, the you know what I mean? He would remember the video. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the lyrics. To the extreme, let it jump like a vandal, light up the stage, something like a candle, something like that. But anyway, I thought he was spitting. You know, he didn't write those bars. Don't mind. This nigga was spitting. Right, cool. Who wrote it? <laughs> this nigga. This nigga was spitting. Um, yeah, who did write? Um, some guy called Chocolate. Yuck. You should have told that stuff. <laughs> Um, but that he, was, he was a Shug Knights artist. That's why oh. they dangled him over the thing, innit? Okay. Yeah, because he was trying to get the rights back and give it back to the person who actually wrote the song. Context. Yeah. To be fair, if it's high size, maybe he made a lot of money from that. I probably yeah. dangled him from the roof as well. Precisely. Damn, man. He wouldn't have done shit as well. And then, like, when Michael Moore was popping, like, I really liked Thrift Shop. Oh, I hated that. Song. I really liked oh, um, Can't Hold Us. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen you. you know what I'm saying? When we're outside, I saw you how you get when card holders. You know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of I knew all the words at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, that shit was lit, and I didn't even care the fact that he was kind of like too squeaky clean and mm. and dead. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much it for me. Um, I can't really remember. I wish I remembered, but yeah, man, Ice Ice Baby was my joint. Still that is. was cool. That's, I've got a few songs. Right, three. Good grief. Cause I listen to some nasty songs, bro. I'm not gonna lie. If this was non-rap, I would have been nasty. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been you? nasty, yeah, bro. Defo. But um, do you guys remember Cash Out? Who? One guy called Cash Out, and then a song called Cash It Out. Nah, man. Right around that. I yo, no, hold on. Let me play it quickly, yeah. Just so you got context. 
But <laughs> I just need you not to hear this. When I tell you, I play this song every is that, day. Is that, is that Doughboy's Cash Out? No. Nah, this guy was just called Cash Out, fam, yeah? When did it come out? This song. Nah, man. Nah, it's bro. nasty. But I listen to this song, yeah? About every day for like three months. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I at least took breaks from Mike Jones. No, 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 no. I don't really hear it. Like you knew a grown man's number off her heart. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know my mom's number. I listen to Cash Out every day, bro. So that's one. Another one is, I know we just had a issue, the conversation about white people, but do you remember the, what was the T.I. song uh, with Iggy Azalea? Mm-hmm. Oh, a uh, murder business. No, not murder business. Murder business was wavy. I won't even add that. Oh. What was the other song he had? And it was bare popping. Fancy. No, not fancy. He had, uh, what was it again? And she goes, want to lay it down with Iggy. Iggy gave it to him twice. Now he's like, did he, did he? That song there, bro. Let me find out what it was called. Cause that song I could recite Iggy Azalea's whole verse. That's disgusting. I'm not gonna. You lie can to recite you. a whole Iggy Azalea verse, bro. Listen to what I'm saying, fam. That no mediocre. I don't want no mediocre. mediocre. Oh yeah, bro. Iggy yeah. must have gone something like now nah, he wanted late twice. Call him Mike, maybe. But I need a bad boy. Rest in peace, Whitney. Pardon me, but I don't think the niggas fucking with me. No, nah, she bodied it. She didn't she write. She said it. the N word. No, nah, pardon me, but I don't think these. Oh, I said niggas. I think she said something else. Oh, but but I think it's just how better with niggas, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she actually didn't say it. But I, I didn't have how the hell did you, yeah, How the hell did you add it when it's not in the song? I don't know. I could be a better rapper than Iggy Azalea, <laughs> For real. <laughs> but yeah, nah, to me, that one, um, No Mediocre and Cash Out, I played like an infinite amount of times. I'm not going to lie to you. Like an infinite amount of times. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it, I should have made better decisions in life. To be fair though, now, when Iggy first came out, I mean, the fact that she was a white woman rapping just intrigued me. And then the first like couple freestyles that she did, I remember she did one over Hell of a Life. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then I heard Murder Business and nothing was the same after that. Click, click, bow, bow, it's the Murder Business. Yeah, what happened to um, Lady Sovereign? <laughs> nah, you guys are talking about white female rappers. Yeah, no. And I just thought of Lady Sovereign. Whatever did I'm, happen I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm silent on purpose because <laughs> I don't know. I think Jay-Z signed her though. He did. She like, did, what, he did. Way he did. back in the day. It's the L. It's an L. You're eager to give Jade L's, isn't it? It's an L, bro. He can't wait. Come on, man. Nas wait. would never. You're right. He just can't find a producer. Nas would never. <laughs> that's so much I'd, rather, I'd rather not have a producer than sign Lady Sovereign. It's true, you know. It's Nas true. can't even find a producer, no, let alone... Can you find artists? How are you going to find artists if you can't even find a producer? Think about it. He would find better artists than Lady oh, Sovereign. Man. Bro, he's probably the reason why Dave East ain't done much, Oh, pick one struggle, big man. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Dave East has been, you said Pick One Struggle. Pick One Shut struggle. up, man. Pick One, you can't even find a producer, you want to find the artist that can rap. Chill out, fam. Let's just, <laughs> but Dave East can rap. Don't walk, fam. But Dave East can rap. <laughs> what do you say? Dave East is my guy. I love KD. I love, yeah. Did I he find Dave East? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wayne He's managing. got one over Jay-Z. Wayne Old's managing, but things signed him. Nice. Listen, man. At the end of the day, you, like, you, you know a whole Iggy is Iggy. Like, That's like, crazy. Bar, you know a yeah, whole yeah, verse off that, by heart. Yeah, that one. And then also, I used to think this artist was going to be the truth. Uh, Rich Homie Kwan. Mm. Oh, yeah, you like I that. I thought, yeah, this guy was going to be the truth. Mm. I thought he was going to be a young fuck today, put it that way. Mm. Like, I swore by Rich Homie. My boys will tell you, whether it's flex, whether it's type away, I used to rinse Rich Homie Kwan out. Mm. Like, on a regs. Now he's just homie. Where? He's just Kwan, no. Hey. He's even homie. Bruv, he's someone. He ain't rich. Well, he might be rich. But... He potentially. He's, he's potentially rich homie Kwan. He's Kwan. He's potentially rich homie Kwan. <laughs> he's, he's decent homie Kwan. Bruv, like, yo, I swore by him, but yeah, that's about it. That's... Affordable homie Kwan. 
Yeah, affordable. That's a great shout. Affordable. But I don't think that's embarrassing. That's why I didn't add him. Mm. Yeah, that's not like, Mike Jones is ill. Yeah. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Jones is very... So what, did I have the worst one? Mike yeah. Jones and Tony Yeo. That's yeah, that's, that's specifically very nasty. Because so, you... Yeah. Cash Out was like a month, two months. In my months. defense, though. He was young. Not even that, but Mike Jones came out like when, when the South was really going crazy. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I was listening to a lot of Southern artists. So what's your defense? The fact that like it was raining hip hop. Like that sound was like, again, I couldn't escape it. Again, what's your defense for listening to Mike Jones that much? I was young. <laughs> I mean, that's it, isn't it? everything down to age, it? That's it. When you don't have nothing else I to didn't go know to. Any better, I was young, fam. What can I say, <laughs> fam? Like, yeah, nah. Because kill all that other shit he was talking about. Like, you're, <laughs> you're young, man. It's cool. You can enjoy. Hey, man. You've definitely won the nasty awards tonight. Have I? Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the that. nasty award. And you take that home. I'll take that, man. You're 2 and 0 for nasty awards, but just 0 and 2 for versus. Oh, man. Oof, I see what you done there, fam. Hey, man. We I move. Hey, done there, fam. I see what hey, you man. done there. Hey, man. Listen, you live and learn. Anyway, guys. That's why you stopped listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> and on that note. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap up for today. So, guys, th- thank you once again. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. Um, if you want to talk to us about how wrong uh, Mo is with his views on white people, you can... Uh, or if you or if you want to critique Peter on his choices for Tony Yeo and Mike Jones, and you can... You? Um... And what about you? <laughs> Are you just clean here? Uh, no, you can, you, can, you can critique me on that size, baby, if you want. There we go. And I will argue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll argue, you but yeah, like, you, uh, you like these fit, you nasty son of a bitch. <laughs> you know a whole Iggy, Iggy. iggy but <laughs> I didn't say what his fit was. I just remember it being. He had a baggy thing in it. Yeah, but then it wasn't as bad when he was dancing. It didn't look as nasty. So that's probably what I thought. Oh yeah, I remember the fit, but I couldn't tell you what it was. You nasty. Hey man, it's what it is. I think we all share it. We can all be recipients. Yeah, for real. Yeah, we can all be. You lot are worse than me. You listen. Iggy has said it's one first. You. I don't think our mind's that bad though, man. You? Tony Yeo like, was part of like one of, the, one, of the, one of the hottest groups at the time, innit? So, he was just the worst rapper. Yeah. I mean, you know. Considerably. Yeah. <laughs> See, you didn't have to do all that. No, com- bro, Considerably. Cause, bro, it was... It was bad. I'm not so, even acting like young buck, but bro. I really enjoyed his album. Who? Yeah. Tony Yeo's. You just trying to go further with this nasty <laughs> tonight, yeah, boy. For real. <laughs> you want to run away, let's, leave. Yeah, let's wrap this up before it gets even nastier, man. So hey, yeah, man. Um, if you want to get at us, you know the socials. We're on at Rhymes Pod on all socials. And uh, yeah, we will be here same time in two weeks' time, really. So that's if there's nothing else. Hey, man. Peace, Peace man. Salute Look after yourselves. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be out, stay safe. Stay distanced, even though I know it's impossible for some of you, especially the drunk you get. But um, yeah, man, just... Be careful. Spread love, give love, and love. All right, then. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with me encouraging people to love? No, it was the and love at the end. Are we encouraging people to love? Yeah, man. That's why I tell you, man, listen to these albums. It'll help you love better. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. We will see you next time. Salute to Arteta. No, fuck off. No, no, legit, leave that. Salute to Arteta. No, fuck off. Anyway. Take care. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> you man are random. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's not a rave. And this guy's shouting out Tiana Taylor for no reason. <laughs> <laughs>